What's going on, everybody? We are back with another installment of The Magical Boys. You know us. It's a gay, gaming, anime, comics, pop culture podcast from a queer perspective, as noted by me saying gay before all of those words. And (laughs) it is I... DJ Kirkland as one of your two hosts, and joined with me as always is the very handsome and ever so beardy Ruben Medina. That's right, it's me. And guess what, gamers? We're coming at you with a PS5 uh, announcement post game wrap up um, and a little prelude to the next gen. Sit right down, grab a Mountain Dew, grab a Dugarita from Yes, Lobster. a Dugarita, yes. <laughs> um, which, if there wasn't a pandemic going on, I mean, I saw that tweet and I was about to risk it all. Um, <laughs> and strap in because we got a bunch of next gen gaming stuff to talk about. Uh, we just watched the PS5 um, price reveal as well as a bunch of news. Um, so let's uh, let's just dive into yeah. that. So yeah, we are like fresh off the heels of the presentation. Like we just hopped on a call right after it wrapped up. And we just saw the tweets go live from Sony and the one and only Jeff Keighley saying that pre-orders are going live for this bad boy tomorrow, which we are recording today, September 16th. So pre-orders are going live tomorrow, September 17th at select retailers, retailers of which we do not know who yet, but we can pretty much be sure that's going to be your GameStops, your Best Buys. Fry's Electronics, uh, Sony Directly, Amazon, you know, the usual. So it'll probably be those places. But uh, let's talk about some games. So we opened up with um, something that I was very surprised to see. I mean, there had been rumors circulating that we would see something from Square Enix um, that was Final Fantasy related, but we weren't quite sure what it was. I mm-hmm. thought we would see a teaser of, sub- of sorts for... 7 Remake Part 2, because it is in fully in full development right now. They announced a couple months ago. But, to our surprise, it was Final Fantasy 6 fucking teen. Yep. Um, a lot of people, I feel like the last... Um the last week or so, a lot of people on Reset Era were like, Final Fantasy sixteen is going to be shown, um, which sounded like, you know, too, too big to be true, but mm-hmm. one of the... Um, I can't remember who it was, but one of the people over at Square Enix who doesn't usually retweet anything about the PS5 conferences unless they're showing a game that he's working on. Yeah. The last time he did it was for the 7R reveal. Mm -hmm. Um, Did that. So everyone was like, oh, 16. Um, There's a lot of rumors that the Final Fantasy 14 team would be responsible for it, which um, 14 is is, uh, probably the most beloved recent Final Fantasy. Yeah. so uh, that's what we got. We got a trailer that's um, uh, combat kind of reminds me of uh, Final Fantasy Seven R, along with uh, we'll talk about this in a second. But also looks a little bit like Devil May Cry, which is yes. wild. like slow yeah. Devil May Cry, basically. Yeah, which is yeah, it's it's crazy to see Final Fantasy going even deeper into a very action. Uh, combat heavy uh, RPG title now, which is which I think is the right move for the franchise for sure. But um, I was really surprised as as I think everybody else was, where we were like, "Is this a Capcom game or a Square Enix game?" Because mm-hmm. it felt very much like a Devil May Cry type situation. And come to find out that there are rumors circulating around 
that um, the Devil May, Fr- uh, Devil May Fry, <laughs> Devil May Cry uh, Five battle director um, Ryota Suzuki um, was recently hired by Square Enix because there was a job posting for uh, a combat battle director position for a AAA title at Square Enix. There was a job posting that's posted on Square Enix Japanese website and all of that stuff there too. And it looks like that Ryota Suzuki was hired to be the battle director of 16. Those are the rumors that haven't confirmed that or not, but sources are saying that it likely is him. So it makes sense seeing how the combat looks very much influenced by Devil May Cry, which I am all about. Like, I love that. I love an action RPG. I love what they were doing with the action RPG stuff with Final Fantasy VII Remake. So if we're diving deeper into that, but again, bringing in someone that is so experienced in these types of action games is really cool to see. They are really leveraging really well-experienced talent all over the industry from various different companies to come to this game. And I think it's going to make the series better for it. And the thing that I'm the most excited about is that Nomura is nowhere to be seen because I think he's so busy (laughs) with the seven remake to where Mm -hmm. he can do all of what Nomura does. And yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious to see, like obviously with uh, final fantasy as a series tonally has felt like sci like sci-fi fantasy for, uh, I mean, for quite a while now. Um, Mm -hmm. Like the aesthetic has been sci-fi fantasy, uh, probably largely due to Nomura. Um, 12 would have been the only game in a long time that hasn't, which I think 12 was also the, te- the team that went on to work on 14. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it had, like, airships and stuff like that, but it was still very, like, it was more rooted in, like, traditional fantasy uh, tropes and settings than the futuristic yeah. stuff. 12, 12 straight up takes place in Ivalice, which is, like, a, yeah. a known, like, across a couple different Final Fantasies, like, fantasy world, right? Um, yeah. So it makes sense to me to have, if... We're going to have these remake games coming out for seven. That'll be like the sort of futury look that we've been getting from mm-hmm. a lot of Final Fantasy games. Um, for 16 to look so like uh, steeped in like medieval imagery and look like old fantasy is really, yeah. I'm really happy for as much as I love the uh, the sci fantasy yeah. look of recent Final Fantasy, I'm actually really happy to see it go in a more um, grounded fantasy direction. Um, I am. Yeah, curious. me too. I'm torn about the combat thing just because I think seven R's combat is so good mm-hmm. that I would be totally fine if 16's combat is just seven R's combat. Yeah. But if these are games that are, are going to sort of be like leapfrogging each other on releases, I could see them wanting to make the combat for 16 um, feel a bit different. Yeah. Um, I'm just hoping like, like I'm not, if the combat feels great, I'm not going to be upset, but I'm also, I'm not necessarily looking to have like a platinum game, combat system for Final Fantasy. Like, I right. still want it to be an RPG. Oh, I yeah. I think 7 was such a nice mixture of that. Um, so I'm a little bit a little bit curious. I mean, it's fine. If it feels good, it's going to be fine. It's yeah. just not going to maybe be, like, the RPG feel that I want. Um, oh, said, for sure. This game's probably, I'm sure, not going to be a thing until 2023. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to be a while, I'm sure. Uh, I was surprised. Graphically, it didn't seem like a huge powerhouse of a game. Like it, it didn't look super, super next gen. I would mm-hmm. say it looked about as good as seven R looked um, yeah. or actually looked worse, but it's also like it's way early in production. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see if it really um, what it does graphically as well, but I'm excited. I mean, it's another final fantasy mainline game that is, 
is really different looking. So I'm super excited for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Um, Because I think about, again, when I remember being at E3 during the reveal of the Final Fantasy VII Remake, and it the final product of Final Fantasy VII Remake looks looks vastly different from what the that initial debut trailer looks like. So I'm sure that this is something that's very, very, very early on, a very early build presentation that we could see of what we can kind of come to expect for what this game is going to be. So I'm really curious mm-hmm. as to how it's going to continue to shape up. Um, it looks very much like Final Fantasy XIV to me, um, but with like like the way that some of the characters are modeled, the faces, the the kind of like the hairstyles and character designs look very much like kind of like dressed up uh, versions of the Final Fantasy XIV art style. So I'm curious to see where it's going to go visually. So um, Naoki mm-hmm. Yoshida, who is the head honcho of Final Fantasy XIV, is coming to save the mainline franchise. <laughs> which I'm very mm-hmm. excited to see. Um, and Hiroshi uh, and Hiroshi Takai is the director of the game. So I'm really interested to see what, like, story-wise, what we're going to see. I'm hoping that we're going to have a story that is, you know, that is rich and deep and interesting and multifaceted, but also something that we can actually follow along with. Because, mm-hmm. as we all know, all of us that have played mainline Final Fantasy games from the past decade... We've all been inundated with these very, very convoluted, unnecessarily so, stories from Nomura, which it's like, they're going in one way, but like, okay, I'm, I'm here. And then it kind of turns left halfway through it, which is why yeah. I still have my reservations for what part two and three of seven remake is going to look like, because it's already different from what the original version of Final Fantasy VII was, so who knows what the rest of Remake is going to look like. But I am very excited to see a mainline Final Fantasy from the perspective of someone else. So I'm I'm very I'm very excited and looking very much looking forward to what it's going to be. Yeah, I'm definitely one of the um, weird people that liked 15 a lot outside of, I thought the combat was rough, but like yeah. I thought the story was really, really great. Yeah, yeah. Narratively, um, I, I liked a lot what they, of what they did in that game. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited to I'm just excited for another mainline game as much as I'm enjoying um like Seven R is probably my favorite game of this year yeah um so far uh which is almost over which is wild um <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. yeah I'm I'm excited I'm excited for what they they do with it it's just it's gonna be a long way coming um a couple a couple other big highlights uh, uh Spider Man Miles Morales they launched into next which looks they showed gameplay I mean it it looks hype it's like we've seen that game because it's Spider Man. Um, but it yeah. is so dope to see Miles Morales as the main character. Um, the soundtrack is Im- immediately the combat music was like very like hip hop oriented mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in the way it sounded less like big superhero um, orchestral and a little bit more like that, but with a beat on it. Yeah. Um, which is actually reminding me kind of of how they did the music in Spider-Verse. Not as interesting, but along those lines. Um, so yeah, that, that game looks great. Also to me, that's a, that's a big, like you, you're going to buy a PS five for that game. Um, and that's launch. That's a launch title. Uh, I believe. Yeah, it's going to be out day one. And also it's going to be available on PS4 as well. So those of you that aren't really convinced yet to upgrade to the PS5 at launch, which is totally understandable, you will still be able to enjoy the Miles Morales game on your PlayStation 4. Um, they showed the uh, Hogwarts Legacy, which uh, J.K. Rowling, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, the timing couldn't be worse, you know, especially with 
everything that that she's talking about now with this new book that she's doing and it's yes already yeah. it's wildly transphobic already um so it's hard it, it's hard right because it looks really good because i feel like for people that are long-term harry potter fans this is the game that is for them but it's really hard to to kind of reconcile that with how shitty jk rowling is so you know yes, that is my understanding i think i read this a while back don't quote me on it i yeah. think i was reading that um she is not involved in the game creatively at all which mm-hmm. is good um but it, it's still something she owns so she's gonna be making some sort of money off of it i'm sure yeah so that is that that's something for like uh that's one of those like tricky decisions that you make as a consumer um right. you know uh and I, for i am i am all for like the fans doing stuff with that property to make it what they want it to be and yeah make it not um take away some of the ownership from a terrible transphobe right. <laughs> um, so so we'll see but it is it does suck when you you see something that like generally looks really fun and interesting from uh you know a creator that a lot of us grew up with really right. loving before we realized that she was a terrible person right um <laughs> and having to be like this looks great and i can't enjoy it at all because the person who made it is shit um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, they showed that. They showed Call of Duty Black Ops, which is like, you know, uh, it's Call of Duty, man. That's it's It yeah. looks good. Um, we saw a little bit more of Resident Evil 8 um, mm-hmm. as well, which nothing too different looking. No gameplay. Yeah. Um, we kind of saw some more stuff from Deathloop, which looks Deathloop looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Devil May Cry 5 getting a PS5 version if you haven't played it. Yes, um, which, which will also be available at launch, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm bummed out if Virgil is only going to be the additional playable character in that game because Lady and Trish are also in that game, and they don't do anything. <laughs> and it would be nice to play as both of them in that. So maybe if we get to see more from it, that they are also playable. But as of right now, it's just Virgil. But I would be very excited to revisit that world again and play through it with Virgil. Um, let's see, uh, the Demon Souls remastered, we saw gameplay that looks great, that's a launch title, mm-hmm. so, I know, like, launch day, probably Miles Morales and Demon Souls will be the games I snag, mm-hmm. um, let's see, what else do we have, uh, they, they announced, uh, this is, this is a big deal, this is the thing that I think we've said before, Sony needs to do, I don't think this is a full solution, but it's a step in the right direction, they announced PlayStation Plus Collection, yes, um, which is a basically a, a if you have a PlayStation Plus, you are now going to get access to just a ton of PS4 exclusive games like yeah. The Last of Us Remastered, God of War. Um, uh, they also showed some games I think like Resident Evil Seven that aren't uh, Sony first party, um, and they're going to be available all on PS5 at launch. So mm-hmm. I, I think for Xbox, a big thing was like, hey, you can you know for Christmas morning or whatever else, yet you buy an Xbox. The moment you plug that baby in, you got a hundred and like fifty games to play for free mm-hmm. if you have Xbox uh, Games Pass. Yeah, um, and I think Sony desperately needed something similar. Um, yeah, they desperately did need that. something to compete with Xbox Game Pass because that I still stand by is the killer app for the Xbox Series X and just Xbox One in general is mm-hmm. Xbox Game Pass. the The library of games that are available that you can play on that both current both that current gen games and previous gen games on that is incredible so that's you know those are these are the two things that i think that are really going to set the two apart and Mm -hmm. sony has a very great comprehensive library of games so my hope is that they add more games to this collection 
rapidly. I am... What I'm hoping as well, and to me, like, Games Pass is great, but what PlayStation's doing here, it's, like, sort of like what they're already doing by getting free games Mm -hmm. with PlayStation Plus. It's just there's going to be, like, an immediate large library you have access to versus a monthly drip. Yeah. Um, The thing that Games Pass does is Games Pass is, like, every big first-party game out of Microsoft is free. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when a Halo game comes out, when a Gears of War comes out. Yeah. really big titles you have them free um i don't sony hasn't said that that's a thing i think they purposely didn't say it because i don't think it's going to be a thing yeah i don't think Um, i don't i don't see sony giving up like their big tentpole is their exclusives Mm -hmm. is that they have games that people really want to buy the system to play Mm -hmm. as microsoft doesn't quite have that so microsoft giving away those games for free with with a subscription service makes more sense um, versus yeah, I agree with that. Sony doing that, I think probably for them feels like it would lose them money um, mm-hmm. versus what they would make off the subscriptions. So it's still not going to be to me the same. Like it's, it's wild. I have a games pass ultimate, right? So I get that's the yeah. games on PC and Xbox to the point mm-hmm. where I actually do most of my like quote unquote Xbox playing on my PC because um, mm-hmm. the games are just there and I'm at my PC most of the time anyway. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a step in the right direction. It's just not quite there. Uh, totally. But it's I'm glad to see it because they desperately needed to do something along those lines. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think PS Now needs to be put under there as well. If Xbox is going to have their cloud gaming um, stuff be mm-hmm. part of Games Pass as well, I think at some point PS Now also has to... And also PS Now would be a good way to solve the backwards compatibility issue because they can run PS3 servers that you connect to and play over the cloud. Yeah. Um, and uh, there is a, a very, very brief teaser for the next God of War that's supposed to be out in 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ragnarok. I don't know. I, my guess would be that game gets pushed past 2021 into 2022. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but they're saying sure. 2021. Um, and then there's here's the big the big news. Uh, PS5 disc version 499 ps5 digital edition 399 mm-hmm. um which is what everyone was kind of waiting for um yeah. which is uh i, I think 100 percent they had to match xbox uh series x on that 499 price um given the fact that mm-hmm. the ps5 is like, technically a little bit weaker from a just pure uh like gaming horsepower perspective. Um, I wasn't necessarily expecting 399 for the digital edition because that Blu-ray drive isn't a hundred dollars. Yeah. That's like $50 probably. Right. Um, (laughs) yeah. And I guess like the key difference here, um, between the, the discless version versus the, uh, Xbox series S is that it's the same system, but it's just digital only. So, which is why the Xbox Series S is priced lower, because I think it's spec'd a little bit lower than the Series X, if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Drastically lower. Um, Dra- is, it, uh, is it a pretty big dip in performance? It is. It is So, so it's uh, talking about the difference between the Series S. I hate ex- uh, the current Xbox naming scheme. It's hard to talk about it's bad. without it sounding really confusing. Um, okay, so the Xbox Series X, which is the 499 one, and the Series S, which is the 299 uh, one. Um, the processors in both of those machines are 
pretty close. The uh, the one on the the cheaper version, the S, is a little bit weaker. Mm-hmm. Um, but their their CPUs are pretty close. Okay. The big 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 difference is the GPUs. Um, the Xbox Series S versus the Series X. Uh, guys, it's just the worst to talk about. I'm yeah. going to pull up the sheet really quick right here. I think I have it handy. Okay, so um, the GPU uh, for the X is, and this is like getting into like nitty-gritty computer stuff, right? But it's 52 compute units um, at 1.825 mm-hmm. gigahertz. The Series S is... Uh, less than half that. It's 20 compute units at 1.5. So people often talk about teraflops as being like the main thing they talk about with this stuff. Series X is at like 12 teraflops. The PS5 is at like 10 teraflops. Uh, The Series S is 4 teraflops. Um, Mm. It's a big difference. Um, For comparison, the 1X that's currently the current strongest Xbox, the 1X is like 6 teraflops, I think. It actually is like a little bit in some ways the current one x is a slightly stronger machine than the series s mm-hmm. um the uh god this is like deep diving a little bit here um so the main thing is that the idea is that the series x is going to be like your super strong console that you can play games at 60 fps at 4k right. that's what it's targeting right. that's what it's all about it has 16 gigs of ram um that's the machine the series s yeah. is targeting 1440p at 60 FPS, um, it has 10 mm-hmm. gigs of RAM. The what Xbox is saying is that the S should be able to like graphically do the same stuff the X does at a lower resolution. Um, mm-hmm. Which 1440p is like that's what I that's what my monitors are. Um, right. That's what I play a lot of stuff on. 1440p is a really good resolution for playing games. Um, 4K is certainly sharper and has more detail. Yeah, but 1440p is great. Um, if you have, you're not going to be taking full advantage of your 4K TV, right. but that's fine. It'll upscale to 4K. It just won't look quite as sharp as the X. Um, yeah. That said, there's weird stuff like all of the, if you have an Xbox One X, all of those 360 games or previous games, the X upscales them to 4K and like does graphical enhancements. Yeah. The Series X will do that. The Series S is not going to do that. The Series S is not going to upscale those games. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's weird because, like, basically, if you buy the Series S, A, you're not going to get a disk drive. It's all digital mm-hmm. um, with a half terabyte storage, which isn't great if you're going yeah. all digital. Yeah. It's like, be like the fact that it's shipping, games. that it's shipping with a 500 gigabyte hard drive and not at minimum a terabyte when it's a diskless system doesn't make sense. That's, I think that's going to be, you're, you'll just have to be, I think you could, it'll be fine, but like, you'll just have to be very judicious about what you download. Yeah. Um, because a lot of current, and like, I think part of that is like a lot of devs are going to be releasing those games without the 4k texture packs, mm-hmm. um, because it doesn't, doesn't need them basically, I'm sure. And that'll cut down, but I would say like, don't expect to have more than 15 games. Right at a time on your series s 20 at most yeah um you look at something like the new call of duty battle royale game um that is like over 100 gigs already um, it keeps getting bigger um so that's that's like the thing is that the series s is going to have like ray tracing and a lot of the new uh technology and is faster because it's a faster newer cpu mm-hmm. but it is a weaker gpu than what's in the one x so looking at the series to go back to what we we're talking about Looking at the Series S, the Series S is almost kind of like another like halfway upgrade. Yeah. Like the X was to the one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, or rather the one X was to the one, right? Mm -hmm. Um, A little bit better than that, but sort of in that same realm, which is what makes the pricing interesting for PS5, right? Because the only difference between the two PS5 models, they're the exact same machine with the exact same specs. It's just that one has a disk drive and one does not. Correct. Um, So when you look at the Series S, you go, oh man, $299? Like, hell yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, Like, $299 Two ninety nine is going to be, uh, it's so cheap and that's fantastic, but for a hundred dollars more, you're gonna get with the the digital edition version of the PS five, you're gonna get a system that is like more full fledged next gen. Yeah, without compromises. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they went with the three ninety nine price instead of like four four forty nine. Right. Because a hundred dollars, I think, is like in that range that people might go. Well, I could get a Series S, but it's only a hundred bucks more to have like a true, true next gen box. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not looking at getting just like the Series X or the normal PS5, um, which I think is smart. I think that that's a, a smart move. I think Sony's probably losing money on the digital edition being that price. I don't think they're yeah. losing money based on what I've read on the ps5 being the price it is or if they are they're just not losing a lot per ps5 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see kind of like what what uh the general public kind of uh, gravitates towards but uh i definitely think that the average consumer isn't gonna really know um especially with specifically the xbox right i think the consumer is gonna have a more confusing time with understanding what the the differences are, because there are, I mean, there are actual like genuine staggering differences between the two in terms of performance and all of that stuff. So when it comes to to the holidays and you know, little Jimmy wants uh, mm-hmm. an Xbox Series X, but mom mom picks up an Xbox Series S, like you know, there's 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 going to be you know that kind of contention there, but I mean that's a very specific user case. But I think a lot more people are more informed these days than like when you and I were coming up when trying to, you know, make sure that our parents got us the Sega Dreamcast <laughs> for mm-hmm. <laughs> for our Christmas. But uh, but you know I'm you know I'm I'm excited and optimistic about what next gen is going to be. I'm I'm hoping that these boxes ha- are easily able to expand storage um, because that, what I did with my PS4 was put in a two terabyte hard drive in mine because I was like, I don't want to have to keep erasing games and deleting stuff off my system and, and all that stuff. So I hope that there is an easy way of getting into that Netgear router looking system. So I'm, uh, I'm very curious as to what that's going to look like, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm excited. There's a lot of news coming in like post. Cause like a lot of the, um, uh, a lot of the like stuff written down on paper is now hitting the web. So um, yeah. just a couple things that are coming in. A lot of games that were so. This is interesting. Um, I would say like I'm going to get a PS5 immediately because that's the sort of dumb nerd I am, and um, I'm, I want to I, I want to take advantage of the trade in incentives at places like GameStop or Best Buy um, to mm-hmm. go towards the purchase. Um, that said, looks like the New Horizon Zero Dawn game is going to be on PS4 as well. Okay. Um, nice. Miles Morales is also going to be on PS4, like you said before, DJ. So it mm-hmm. looks, uh, it looks like a lot of these new games coming out are going to work cross, are going to be cross-platform, which is great. Mm-hmm. But it also means like you don't need to buy a new console right now unless you really, really want to. 
Yeah. Like, that's kind of what it boils down to, is that, like, we're seeing, which is, I, again, I think that's consumer-friendly, but also is, is um, I'll be curious to see if we, we have another, like, halfway refresh for this generation as well. Like, this generation, these yeah. new consoles, it is a huge horsepower step. It is a big, it is a drastic increase in power for both of these machines, for the Series X and the PS5. But these games are all going to come with profiles that make them run on PS4. How well? Mm-hmm. I have no idea because there's games that like on my PS4 pro that run pretty well. And on the PS4 chug. Um, so yeah. who, who knows the quality of life there? Um, but that's sort of, I think the narrative that's un- unfolding is that a lot of these games are going to be on PS4. Also, another thing that's coming out is uh, looks like prices for PS5 games are going to be 60 bucks across the board for them. Or not 60, 70 bucks across the board for the most part. Um, we're going to be seeing a $10 upcharge for this gen. Um, uh, the new Dark Souls game, which is a remake, is going to be $70. Uh, Destruction All-Stars has a $7 price point. Um, Miles Morales is $50, bucks, 70 bucks for the Ultimate Edition. Don't know what that involves. Um, so it looks like 70 is going to be the new 60 which yeah. I think a lot of people expected. Also, it makes me more inclined to buy disc versions, so yeah. I don't have to rely on... Digital stuff doesn't tend to go on sale till like quite a bit longer than Best Buy having a fucking like buy one get one or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like go- scrolling through Twitter, looking looking at takes from people about what their thoughts are on it. But yeah, like people are, you know, people are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that the games are going to be seventy dollars." I'm like, "Well, let's actually go back in time and look." At how expensive? Do you remember ninety dollar and sixty four? Yeah. Do you remember like, ninety dollars Super Nintendo games <laughs> and like eighty dollars Super and like I? Yeah. I understand that it sucks because it is more money and like obviously like money is tight for a lot mm-hmm. of people. Um, and then like gaming is an expensive hobby. At the same time, like developers have to make more money off of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and and charging more for them is like certainly I think part of it. I know that that's not going to go directly to these develop developers. I'm sure a lot of publishers are still taking a lot off the top that they could be giving to developers instead. But games have been too cheap for a long time. Yeah. Um, also, I think that seven dollar price should incentivize people to move to the subscription services more um, as well. Um, yeah. So uh, a couple other things: the the new controller is going to be seventy bucks. Uh, the new headset's a hundred. The new HD camera is sixty. Mm-hmm. Um, the remote's going to be 30 and the uh, charging station's going to be 30 which those yeah. are all prices actually that camera's cheaper than I expected by quite a bit um, but the controller and everything else that sounds about what I would expect for uh, new gen peripherals yeah, um, I, yeah I don't know like, it, like the pricing of like the accessories and stuff are going to yeah are going to be like all over the place so <laughs> but uh, I mean if the controllers are going to be $70 it's like are, I imagine that those controllers are going to go on sale pretty often like the PlayStation 4 controllers um, go on sale a lot too. So mm-hmm. um, I, I, it's going to be the same the same deal ultimately. I think in the long run, but but yeah, I mean the sticker shock for sure is going to be is going to be a lot for a lot of consumers, and I completely understand that, and I think that's valid. So uh, you know, here comes a new paradigm of games. So let's you know buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's going to be how this works, and I think I think that's part of what like why. Um, Ultimate Pass, Ultimate Game Pass for Xbox is going to be appealing because it's going to be like, uh, otherwise I'd probably spend 70 bucks on this thing. Um, so, yeah. 
Uh, I'm going to go look and see in our Discord. We got some questions from our peoples in here. Well, DJ, what was the most exciting thing to you about that, that conference? Um, the most exciting thing for me was Final Fantasy 16, for sure. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about that. Um, I know that some people are kind of like, oh, well, it's like, it's so far removed from what, like, traditional Final Fantasy games are. And it's like, well, we've, Final Fantasy has been moving away from those kind of typical, like, paradigms for the past, decade so i don't think that that's i don't think that this is too much of a stretch um from what 15 was or even 7 remake was at this point so i'm i'm really interested to see what they do i mean it's so early on we have no idea like what the game is even going to be like i think it's i think i think some people are jumping to conclusions about what the game is or isn't based off of one reveal trailer of the series of the game even being announced so like, I think everyone needs to just, like, relax a little bit <laughs> mm-hmm. before making all these assumptions based on a on the first reveal trailer of a game that was just announced today. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what they show in the future and what the combat's going to be and what, what mechanics from traditional fun, previous Final Fantasy games are going to be brought over into this one and, and all that good stuff. So I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm excited. Um, I'm just glad that we're, that it's not Nomura. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's it's just like I don't not that I dislike Namura, but it's nice to have a break from his nonsense sometimes. Yeah. Um, some questions from our listeners. Um, Jai Moist says, uh, seeing how the cheapest point for next gen's two ninety nine with Xbox, should one drop in or wait for a desired console bundle after the holidays? Um, like I said uh, before, uh, there's based on what I keep seeing and hearing. Um, unless you have a current gen console and you want to like take advantage of like a $200 trading credit at GameStop or Best Buy towards something. Um, no, like, yeah, I, you know, I would, the only reason why I say that is like you, if you're going to trade in your console, it's only got to get less, uh, it's only going to be worth less over time. So doing it sooner than later is probably a good idea. Um, I don't think we'll see a price drop for anything for at least one full year. Um, and I would imagine we probably won't even see a price drop necessarily. I'd say like next Black Friday, what you'll see is like certainly yeah. from Xbox because they always do it is like a holiday bundle that is, um, you know, the Xbox and Halo or like a Halo edition Xbox or something, um, for the same prices as a normal Xbox. Um, yeah, you don't, unless you're dumb like me, like I am, and I'm sure DJ is as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you really don't need to to upgrade. I think 299 is a, a great price point to get in i do think that the series s has i think it's a good bedroom box like if you just want like a bedroom box yeah. that you won't be using that often it's great but for uh, your main next gen console i wouldn't go s um i would i would go 100 bucks more on the ps5 digital um but given the fact that games would be 70 dollars, i think you'll save money mm-hmm. going for the disc version i think spending yeah. 4.99 on the disc version like Within a matter of a year, you'll probably actually come out on top money-wise and uh, what you'll yeah. save on buying games physical on sale. Yeah. Um, so I would wait. Yeah, I'm, I would wait. Yeah. I, yeah. If you're if you don't have to, to. Yeah. If you don't have wait. <laughs> to. If you're not like a like a lizard have a lizard brain like me, that's like I've always been an early adopter of consoles. Like I yeah I I don't think it's necessary to buy it on launch, but you know do what you want to do. It's your money. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, Black Barbara Gordon says, uh, this is more of a statement. Than, oh, I guess she asked for thoughts, though. Uh, Tetsuya Nomura not doing a mainline Final Fantasy for once. Quick thoughts, which we've already talked about a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. 
I'm I'm really glad that he's getting to to make seven weird. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't become entirely incomprehensible. Um, but I'm really glad that like I'm I, I really enjoyed that we got um, Tabata on uh, fifteen. I thought that was a nice different feel from Nomura's style. Yeah. Um, and I'm really really glad that uh, fourteen is a game that I really want to play, but I don't have time for MMOs and. I'm really bad at like linking up with friends to play games. Mm-hmm. I know that you can play most of 14 solo, um, especially now that there's like uh, they'll give you NPCs, uh, party members for uh, dungeons now. But it's also like a game that I know you have to get like a hundred hours into before you get to the good good content, from my understanding. Um, so I'm excited to experience that team's work in a way that doesn't have that doesn't mean I have to play a online MMO for a hundred hours first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, let's see from Professor Litwick. Uh, what long-running franchise would you immediately end, given the power? Um, ooh, that's a tough question. Yeah, same. Um, trying to think of like what the 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 gut instinct I had was Gears. Yeah. I like Gears as a series. I really actually really enjoy those games. I just don't. There's like the last Gears game did nothing for me. I didn't mm-hmm. even finish it. And the previous Gears games I liked a lot. Um, I just think that it's a it's a world and a story that I just am like, I'm very done with. Mm-hmm. I don't, there's nothing about it that's interesting to me at this point. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know me, I'm, I'm not really into gun games all. So like I am, I could, it's take it or leave it with me when it comes to Gears of War. So like, yeah, like I don't really have much, much of an opinion on it either way. Um, but uh, I guess if I had to pick something off the top of my head, like I could go the rest of my life without seeing another Madden video game. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's just football. Like when people when people say shit like, oh well, well, Mario Kart's the same game every time. Like, no, no, no. Madden is the same game every time. You can't change the rules of football. Like, it's still a football every time that you play it. So it's like there's no, there's like the only thing that's going to be different is like better graphics and an updated roster. Like, at least they can do different things with Mario Kart, you know what I mean? But uh, that's just my personal thought on it. Like, I could go the rest of my life without ever seeing, like, a Madden or a 2K ever again. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I the, the people that listen to this podcast aren't the same people that, you know, like, at least I don't think there's much of an overlap of people that play, like, mainline sports video games. But um, if I upset anybody by saying uh, Madden and 2K can go, I apologize. <laughs> I mean, Madden 2021, one of the worst reviewed Madden games, I think, in the history of Madden was the number one selling game in August. It's people love Madden. Yeah, like normies love that shit. So, you know, people love it. And you know, it's not bad. Like, I, I enjoyed Madden yeah. a lot when I was young. And I, I can still enjoy Madden. It's just it doesn't have the same appeal to me anymore. Give me um, NFL Blitz. Give me that. Oh, I would kill for another. I, I love Blitz. Uh, also, I, I love playing Blitz with people. Yeah. Um. From Orc Pegging, we have the best usernames in our, we in truly our do. Discord. Um, Orc Pegging asks, anything you wanted to see that you didn't? Um, I wanted to see a new Yoko Taro joint, whether yeah. that was him directing the new Final Fantasy game, which is fine, I'll, t- I'll take the 14 team, or a, yeah. uh, a Nier Automata um, sequel, mm-hmm. or just a new project from him. I just wanted to see something from Yoko Taro. Yeah, anything Yoko Taro, I'm, I'm, I'm always down to see. Um, like... I, you know, in a perfect world, I would, we would either get an announcement for like another Dragon Quest game or like, a, or like an early teaser of like Persona 6 or something in a perfect mm-hmm. world. Um, cause it's been, it, I mean, even though Royal just came out last year, like it's been five years since four, no, I think it's been four years since Persona 5 dropped. 
So I could see them. I feel being, like that would have been being like actively at emotionally. Work on the next game. I feel like that would have been like emotionally irresponsible to announce both Final Fantasy 16. Oh, and oh, Six oh yeah, like definitely. Just, just, <laughs> just ruin me. Yeah. Um, that would have been cool though. It would have been it would have been nice to at least like get a glimpse of something. Like I think honestly, more weird games or more weird yeah. JRPG type things yeah. would have been cool. Um, you know, I was re- I was really surprised. Not that I wanted it that much. I was surprised I didn't see a Mass Effect trilogy collection announcement because mm-hmm. that like. That's a known like people know that that's coming. Um, there's like I think there's been a couple uh, online like storefront postings for it already. Um, you I would have thought that would have been a like because so many people just love Mass Effect. Yeah, I would have thought that would have been an easy home run uh, during a conference like this. Um, but I think Sony wanted to really focus on games that are largely just going to be on the PS5. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see uh, from. From Cosmo Moore, uh, what launch titles are you most excited for? I think we already talked about Final Fantasy 16, and I think Spider-Man for both of us are like, yeah, are it. Um, K-Throne asks, uh, what design changes do you think they'll make to the PS5 at the midway point of the generation? Um, I think they'll do a console that has a more like slimmer profile and has like a more like, I guess like b- like a boring box design probably. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would say the exact same. Yeah, because I mean, it, this this is giving me very much um, the George Foreman grill vibes of the PS3 of the launch PS3. So I imagine that they'll do they'll find a way to get all of the hardware components like properly cooled and and everything in a slimmer profile that's a little bit less like less like Netgear router looking. <laughs> That's what I think that they'll eventually do. Less, less like Kaiba from um, Yu-Gi-Oh's collar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely think, think that we'll see a slimmer profile one of the of those, uh, probably like in twenty twenty three or four. Yeah, I mean the PS five is just like is just a gigantic. So it's like it's really big. It's yeah. just really, really, really big. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I think smaller. I think more boring looking. Yeah. The thing that I could see Sony keeping. Um, I know, I know that people make fun of the collar that the PS5 has. Yeah. Um, I'm not, obviously, obviously I'm not, like, I don't work for Sony, so I don't know this for sure. My guess, though, is that people tend to, when you have these, like, perfect little boxes that have all their vent holes just on the sides, mm-hmm. people just shove their consoles inside TV cabinets and stuff, and yeah. they need air. Like, they need to circulate air to bring in cold air and eject hot air. Yeah. And when you put them in those little tv cabinets you you uh you do fan choking um you choke the fans they can't actually pull in as much air as they need to pull in and they're just going to be recirculating hot air and it leads to overheating and problems yeah um or your console just running louder uh sony putting the weird collar on it that extends past the side of the machine um as well as having all of the exhaust uh ports on that end as well i mm-hmm. think was like their way to fix that so, like to literally make it physically impossible for someone to choke the fan out that way. Yeah. Um, which is really smart. It just looks dumb. <laughs> um, so, you know, either, either I think we'll see that stay there as a way to keep the console cool or mm-hmm. it'll just run cool enough that they don't need that and they can go to a, a boring box thing. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll definitely see a PS5 slim. Oh, we definitely um, will. Great. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. From Holly, it's no doubt that the console war is a long and brutal battle. If you were a diehard Xbox fan, do you think anything from the PS5 showcase would make them try out the competition? Um, I Final Fantasy and, and Spider-Man. Yeah, me, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's th- those those would be the two things I would say for sure. Um, 
I, I feel like it's going to be one of those one of those deals that um, Final Fantasy will be a timed. I think it'll probably be like a timed console exclusive at least for the first year, or at yeah. least six months to a year, and then it'll eventually be released on on Xbox. Uh, because I mean, th- at that point, they're just keeping themselves from getting more money. So that would be. I mean, it's also coming to PC too, if I'm not mistaken. So yes, it said it's going to be on PC as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm um, so I'm I'm just I'm. I would say those would be the two things for sure. But, you know, if you have a PC and Xbox is a hard sell, you know, um, but uh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Those would be the two that's things. That's exactly I would say right. Well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gay Black Geek asks, fave Final Fantasy summon. Uh, Shiva. Shiva. I mean, that, that snap, the Final Fantasy 10 snap. Come on. Yeah. Um, let's see. Max has a question. Uh, considering this new Final Fantasy game is visibly going to focus on summons as a core element of the story and visibly isn't afraid to pull from the less frequently used of them, uh, since Phoenix is literally part of the logo, which other summons would you want to see take part in the narrative make a return? Uh, Carbuncle is my immediate answer. Carbuncle is yeah. adorable and mm-hmm. cute and a protective summon, which there's not a lot of. Yeah, there's definitely not a lot. It's all about like the dealing as much damage as possible and watching the numbers go up, which I do love and gives me the serotonin that I need. But like summons that focused on mm-hmm. like uh, status, status effects or like healing and stuff like that are always welcomed. Well, I think that's a, uh, so DJ, uh, now that we kind of covered everything, like, how do you feel? Like, are you, are you like more excited about the PS five now? Or like, are I mean, you more excited for Xbox. Like what's, how are you feeling? I, I, th- I think I'm just as excited as I was before because uh, me and my husband were talking about it yesterday of what we were expecting to see. Um, I was, you know, I, I mentioned I wanted to see something from Square Enix, whether that's whether that have been uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake Part Two or um, or Final Fantasy Sixteen. Like I just had no expectations that we would see that today. Um, I was very surprised that we that we got to see that today. So I. Yeah, I mean, I've said it before, like, I don't get my hopes up for any of these kind of press events to to cater to me and my interest in any way. So when it does, it's always a welcome surprise. Um, I, like I said before, I've always been the person that's like an early adopter of like the new, of like the new consoles. I've been that way my entire life. Um, that was something that my mom and I kind of like bonded over together. Like she, she used to keep up with like all of the, like, all of the game stuff that I was interested in. And uh was like, oh, like I heard about the new Nintendo. Were you planning on getting that? And and we would like always like bond over stuff like that together. So um that's just been part of my experience with games growing up is always jumping on the on the train when the new thing comes out. So I'm very much looking forward to it. Um you know the Xbox does look appealing as well. Like I don't want to sit here and say like that, that there's nothing good going for the Xbox. I mean we've talked about it before how Games Pass is like the best thing about xbox as an ecosystem especially if you have a pc as well so um it's you know it's cool get the box that you that makes the most sense for you um and for me like all the anime japanese bullshit that i love so much is going to come on the playstation so that's the box that i will get yeah i mean i think it's um it is i guess the way that I, i tend to break it down would be um I will probably continue to play stuff on Xbox more frequently or on PC when those Xbox games also work on PC because of yeah. Games Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It's it's made it my go-to system to play things on. I haven't really touched my PS4 a lot. The thing is that PlayStation has exclusives that I actually really care about, right. whereas Xbox doesn't. So the PS5 tends to be a place where I play those exclusives. Exactly. Um, so, 
you know, if, if you're thinking about it, that's how I would think about it. If you're really, really into these PS5 exclusives, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. If you're looking for, like, probably the best value in video games of just consistently having video games to play for not having to spend any money outside of your subscription, um, which there are, there are ways. I think you can still, uh, if you have Xbox Live Gold, I think you can still top off, uh, you're limited to three years at most, mm-hmm. but, like, top off three years of it, and then... For one dollar, like the it's initial, like uh, you can convert um, to try uh, Games Pass Ultimate. They only charge you one dollar for the first month. When you do that, it converts all of your gold to Ultimate. Nice. And then you just don't renew Games Pass Ultimate stuff, and you have like you basically have three years of of, of Ultimate. That's awesome. Um, and it ends up being a great deal. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely like. Still gonna get a PS5, but I'm still gonna get an Xbox as well, and I will probably still yeah. continue to play most of my Xbox games on a PC. Um, yeah. <laughs> so new graphics cards are coming out. PC is still gonna be you know where the things look the most amazing. Um, but I'm I'm yeah. glad that the prices came in at what's pretty reasonable, and I'm glad that Sony is gonna have this collections thing to kind of give some more value. Um, I think it's really important that people can just pull these systems out of the box and have a bunch of games to play. That's never been a thing before. Yeah. Like, o- only if it had backwards compatibility for stuff you already had. But, like, you know, I remember getting a Nintendo or a Genesis and being like, well, I guess I'm going to play Sonic for six months or a year until I have money to buy a new game. Um, right. That's all yeah. I got. Because that's, that's all that I have. <laughs> yeah, yep. for sure. Yeah, I agree. Well, um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, this new console yeah. generation is right around the corner. And... Yeah, it's I, I can't believe that it's already already almost that time. It just feels like yesterday I got a PS4. So um but it's been uh six years. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute. A lot has happened since twenty fourteen. So yeah. Well thank you so much for tuning into this very uh quickie episode. Yes. Uh just for us to cover some of the new next gen console stuff. Um, uh, you know, we're always going to be here for you guys for, uh, uh, nerd news, anime, video games, comics, etc. Um, so keep your eyes on the podcast feed, um, and let us know, are you going, uh, PS5 or Xbox series S or X? Um, what are you most excited for? Hit us up, uh, on Twitter, um, at, uh, is it Matt? Was it the magical boys? Yeah. The, yeah, the magical boys on Twitter at the magical boys on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can hit me up personally at rubots, R W O B O T S on Twitter. Yeah. And DJ, where can they find you? And me at, Oh, Hey DJ. That's O H H E Y DJ. That's me on everything. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. So you can find me doing the renegade <laughs> on actually i've never done a tiktok dance video and i stand by that but uh yeah that's where you can find me and we love you all very much and we'll see you next time bye